Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. We just had a great conversation with Mr. Stephen Trang about Phoenix, but now we get to dig in and say, okay, buddy, the world's changing. What should we be doing? Agents, brokers, investors, buyers, wholesalers, flippers. He knows it all. I get to listen. How you doing, Steve? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you. Where would you want to start in this list? What would, Let's just start with agents, right? You are an agent. You're a broker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you obviously talk to your team, uh, certainly weekly or daily. What, what are you kind of coaching them up? Because uh, if they you know, like, if you've been an agent for two years, you really have no idea what's coming, right? You, you haven't built you that callus yet. <laughs> and you went and you went from like, God, please give us more listings. Like, God, why are you giving us so, so many listings? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, like overnight. It's like, whoa. Yeah. So as a, as a realtor, um, right now, the biggest objection from buyers is uh, market's going to crash. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, uh, I'm going to wait this one out. Right. Or I think interest rates are going to go lower. Yeah. I hear that. Too. Right. So those, those are the objections we're going to hear. And I think the big thing here is to, uh, speak to the buyer's concerns. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I think the first one, uh, as far as interest rates going lower, that's a really simple, uh, objection, right? All right. So Michael, you, you, your concern is interest rates are going to go lower. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then, uh, would you rather, uh, lock in your interest rate now? and protect yourself against interest rates going up. Mm-hmm. But if it goes down, have the option to refinance at a lower rate. Okay. I like that. Right. I mean, why wouldn't you want that option? Mm-hmm. Right. So I think, I think that's the first thing. The second thing about waiting for the market to crash. Mm-hmm. So I think that is, unfortunately, is going to be a conversation about data and I hate negotiating or, or, or debating with data, mm-hmm. but really data is for today on your side. Yeah. Right. So I would ask him, like, you know, uh, Michael, I'm curious, what what has you thinking that the market's going to crash? And you're going to hear, like, you know, like this and that. And so I was like, okay. So, you know, right now we're dealing with the most inflation, the highest inflation we've had in 40 years. Mm-hmm. And I said, yes. Okay. So, uh, you know, do you know what people generally buy in inflationary markets? And they're like, and they might tell you yes or no, right? Like, you know, they might say like, you know, people buy gold and silver. Yeah, they buy assets. Mm-hmm. They buy things that appreciate, mm-hmm. right? To protect to protect themselves against the dollar. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not sure if you knew this or not, but one of the things that always appreciates during an inflationary period is real estate. Mm-hmm. And if you're not convinced, I'm happy to show you the data mm-hmm. that real estate appreciates in an inflationary market, which mm-hmm. is true. We can pull out that data that shows inflation, real estate goes up. So, yeah. um, so we can give them that data, right? If that mm-hmm. is their concern, if they're waiting for the market to crash. Now, for market to crash, we're going to need a major recession. I'm not saying like this recession we're about to hit or are hitting right now. I'm talking like 2007, 2008 recession, right? For a lot of people to lose their jobs. I'm not, I'm not sure we're going to get to that bad. Could we? Absolutely. But I mean, uh, the, the, again, their perspective if they're buying a house today is they grew up mm-hmm. in 2007, 2008 and watched mom and dad lose their jobs and, and, and lose their house. Mm-hmm. That is not 
normal. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we just got to, again, educate them like, Hey, like, what is your concern? You know, mm -hmm. what are you seeing right now? Like jobless, uh, like the unemployment rate is still at 3% and change or something like that. Mm -hmm. Three, so, six, three, six. So like until people start losing jobs mm -hmm. and can't pay their mortgages, no, we're not no. going to have this crush. Right. Mm -hmm. Another thing too is Literally every person, you know, Michael, that's bought a house for a year or more has at least 30% equity. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Who's getting foreclosed on right now? No one's getting foreclosed on right now. If I had to sell, I'll just put a sign in the yard. Mm -hmm. Yep. So yeah. like, I think these concerns about this market crash is, be, is because people are be giving, are, are getting false data mm -hmm. or they're making data decisions based off what they're hearing from other people or feelings or so on. But the facts just don't support. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. A major crash. No, it's, it's funny. Um, I, I, so I talk real estate every day on my channel and, and that is probably one out of every fourth comment is the world's going to end and, you know, real estate's going to zero. And what I've come to believe, and I just want to test your theory on this. I think we are going to have the largest crash in 50 years, but it's going to be a crash in transactions. I believe real estate transactions are going to crash 20 to 30% this year and 50% oh. peak to trough. Like it's never oh, happened. I don't, I don't disagree with you in that assessment. I don't, I don't disagree with you that transaction count is going to go down. Realtors are going to be hurting. Title companies are going to be hurting. Mortgage, off mortgage officers, mm -hmm. loan officers are going to be hurting, right? Yeah, absolutely. But at the end of the day, as long as people are buying, as long as people have a need a place to live, real estate... No, we'll real estate's going to be, again, if, if you're an owner, you're going to be fine. Because again, I can confidently say transactions are going to crash. I deem, deem anything over 20% of crash. I think there's no question that it crashes this year and continues next year. But in the end, the Fed broke the housing market. The housing they market did. for 50 years was rather consistent. You buy your entry-level home, you live in it for five to eight years, you have one or two kids, you have two or three promotions, and then you sell that home and you move up. They broke the goddamn market. We yeah. now have people in the housing market with interest rates with a two on it, fixed for 30 years. Those people aren't moving. Uh, I have a joke on my channel uh, that basically says, if I, have, if I was one of those people and I had another kid, I would buy bunk beds. <laughs> gonna, they're going to stay in that room together because I'm well, not going to sell my 300 home, buy a 500 home, go from two and a half to six and a half. I'm not doubling my mortgage payment. I don't care if there's one more bedroom. It's not happening. Yeah, we're going to have to make it work. I, so I got the, I, I, you know, again, being a realtor in 2007, right? Yeah. Not the best time. So I got a loan mod on my house, right? Uh -huh. And my loan mod, you know, with HAMP, I got my mortgage rate down to 2%. Well, my mortgage rate went down to 2%. People are like, when are you going to move? Like, never. 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 <laughs> right? Like, I didn't move until I had my third child, right? Like, that was a house I bought as a single person. Exactly. It wasn't until I had my third child. I was like, okay, like, we can't do this yeah. anymore. <laughs> We're going to put him on the couch. I mean, where does he go? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it has to be really circumstantial, or not circumstantial, but, like, really uh, unbearable. Yeah, it's that second or third life event. Again, the Fed broke housing. Normally, you get married, the wife wife gets pregnant, you move. Mm -hmm. Now it's wife gets pregnant, have a kid, wife gets pregnant again, have a kid. Maybe it's, and again, this is why it's going to be extended for years, right? The average move was five to eight years. It's probably going to be eight to 10 years now because it's yeah. got to be two or three life events. Well, they can fix it. I don't know if they will, 
they can fix it, right? But they made a conscious decision to break the market, right? They said, when, when uh, Jerome Powell says, I am going to reset the housing market, he did it. He didn't, he didn't you know, like slow it down. He's like, guys, you know, let's take it easy. Let's just gradually mm-hmm. adjust. He just said, F this. Yeah. And, and, and threw a Molotov cocktail yeah. <laughs> into the housing market. Yeah. And again, we're going to see a lot. So again, I talked a lot. I talked to eight or nine different millionaires every week on the channel. And one of them is a builder. And he's basically like, Michael, this is, I can tell you what's going to happen. And it's, it's happening. As he said, builders are smarter this time than last time. They don't oh, build. I hope so. Well, oh, God. Yeah. If they survived <laughs> last time, they're smarter, right? They manage yeah. cash flow better. So again, what they're going to do is they're, they're lot committed to the communities they're in. They're going to burn the village to get people in, do whatever they can, pay more commissions, give credits, all of that. And then they're going to slow their ass down. Right. So mm-hmm. all this talk about new home builds, you know, at all time highs, it's not going to be that way in four months, five months. They're no. going to slow down. No, there's no reason for them to, right? Like, yeah. why would they, with, with the way things are set right now, knowing that people that live in a home today, that own a home today, aren't going to move. Now, who's going to be buying? First time home buyers, right? People that graduate yeah. college, people are moving here, right? But mm-hmm. beyond that, it doesn't make financial sense to move up unless you have really extenuating circumstances. Exactly. The move up buyer is dead. And again, what and the reason this is a problem and why I think median price goes up, which really drives my audience crazy. So I'm calling for, call it a 40% crash in transactions and median price goes up and it drives people bananas. It's because we lost the low end, right? When you, when you draw out median, it's a list, it's, it's just an order from the cheapest house to the most expensive. And the median is the middle. If you go to the lower side and you whack 30%, guess where the median goes, Steve? It goes up. Mm-hmm. And people just lose their mind. They're like, how could prices go up? How could the median home price go up? I'm like, well, it's just math. And, and, and inflation. Yeah. And inflation. Yeah. Yeah. So this is, this is very interesting. So the other thing I would tell agents today, kind of take the other side, you really went after the buying side. I would actually tell agents that list homes, you better watch out. You're going to have a lot of time wasters, right? Uh, what I would really tell agents today is you got to figure out, do they need to sell or do they want to sell mm-hmm. because a lot of listings are going to come out at what I call wish pricing and wish pricing left the building. So if I was oh, yeah. an agent and I had a bunch of wish price listings, I wouldn't take, I would, I like two years ago, you took all the listings you could. Oh, I yeah. wouldn't take those listings today. Oh yeah. Two years ago, 50,000 over market. No big deal. Let's do it. Let's, let's do go. this. Right. Let's, if let's it's wrong today, thing. it'll be right in three months. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we had a policy back when I was really active. We had a policy. We never took overpriced listings, right? Yeah. Uh, that tune changed when things yeah, went crazy. Yeah. It, but yeah. I'm going to guess you're going to institute it or have already going forward because the market's just different. Oh, yeah. You know, and I, I took a listing uh, last week, right? Uh, and I don't do a lot of listings. This is a referral from like the kid's sure. piano teacher, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, we took the listing and we literally, right, we priced it right. And we have two offers at or over asking yeah. price, right? Because it's priced right. Yeah. Yeah, that's the key. And again, a lot of people are talking about markets, um, you know, in Phoenix, like six months ago, Steve, you would have had 20 offers. On oh, that for sure. For sure. Over asking. Yeah. Wave today, appraisal. Yeah. Today too. Guess what? You only need one. Yeah. Right. So exactly. pretty cool. So if we, if we flip from agents to maybe wholesalers, uh, I'm really nervous. Wholesaling became hot. It became the YouTube thing for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of them been in the game last two years. 
uh, again, like agents, it's probably the best two years to get into the business. I think the next two years, not so much. What's kind of your advice to a, a wholesaler who probably is feeling themselves a little cocky, arrogant about what's coming up in that market? Uh, well, I mean, if they're cocky, well, they're about to get humbled. And I, I've gotten a humble pie countless, countless times. Um, I watched a TikTok video last night, you know, where Elon Musk is, their interview was like, why is full self-driving not working yet? Like you've promised this over and over again. He's like, well, we had a lot of false dawns, right? Meaning like they thought like, oh, if we can get this, this is going to be good. And then that's a ceiling. And then now they got to struggle to move up. Okay. Once we get this, we're going to be done. Right. And my comparison here is like, I want to say like 15 times in my career is like, I finally figured it out only to become humbled. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So um, if, if they're, if they're feeling really good about themselves right now, uh, they're about to be in a world of hurt. Um, so I believe uh, we're going to lose half the wholesalers in the next two to three months. I agree. Uh, I've said that too. Yeah. So I think that as a wholesaler, you're going to have to, uh, have your head on the swivel. You have to be nimble and you have to adjust and modify, you know, uh, things that we're going to start instituting, uh, more creative options, uh, novations. Um, and, uh, you know, I think that's on, on uh, I think acquisitions, truthfully, I believe it's going to get easier. Uh, and not, not, not today, not today. No, it's still hard today because sellers are still kind of looking back in the last six months. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I believe in two months, it's gonna get a lot easier. Yeah. But, dispositions got harder overnight. It's a lot harder to dispo a property today. Yes. Uh, we're ha we have our flippers saying that we need to buy it at 65%, right? Mm. Uh, to which I tell, I haven't said it to them, in my head, well, you can go F yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I could do it at that number myself. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just going to close it on myself. So uh, I talked to the team leader this morning. It's like, hey, by the way, all those sellers, that, all those buyers that said they need to buy at 65%, just remove them. Don't call yeah. them anymore. We're just going to start taking down our own deals. Like, exactly. I understand that they have to price, they have to price their risk, right? They have to build it in. Mm -hmm. I appreciate that, right? Yeah. But I am not going to completely modify my business to satisfy people that are concerned, right? If you are unable to handle what's going on in this market, fine. Yeah. I can, right? Yeah. There, there is nothing at this moment that's indicating the market prices are going to drop. Is it going to get harder? Absolutely. But are we seeing a 10% price drop in the future? I don't see it. No. Um, and, you know, I have the good fortune uh, to be friends with the person that owns the second largest title company in Arizona, uh, the number one female loan officer in the country, uh, mm -hmm. and the person that provides all the data for the Crawford report that I get to read off of. I get to talk to all three of them, right? Nice. I have my hand on the pulse. So because I know that there's nothing today, right? Things can change in 30 days. You're sure. talking about the report from NAR, right? That could yeah. scare a lot of people. But as of right, right now, there's nothing mm -hmm. to indicate a housing crash. As long as we're not going to have a housing crash, I can buy a 70% and yeah. I'll make the 15% profit, right? Why would I try to sell you a deal at a stupid low margin? Now, I have that luxury mm -hmm. because I have a history. I got to lose everything in 2007, Yeah. right? Uh, but if you're a brand new wholesaler, if you haven't had access to private capital now, it's going to be really hard to get exactly. it today. No, I agree with all of that. Um, the one thing I, I'm telling folks, again, I have a lot of flippers and wholesalers kind of in my network. The, the biggest thing I'm telling flippers specifically they need, they need to wake up on is their hold time. Mm -hmm. Again, I think oh, yeah, a, lot of yeah, a lot of people got spoiled with, you know, from list to closing sub 30 days. Yeah. I'm yeah. Like, I think um, we, yeah. Got to, we got to see this with COVID, right? Like mm -hmm. momentarily, like for a blip, like three weeks, but... Um, we saw this with COVID was that 
uh, everyone had to modify uh, price in the the whole time. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So, you know, for a lot of uh, flippers, 12%, I think it's pretty, probably pretty common as far as okay. hard money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I mean, between eight and 18, right? Yeah, so whatever. let's just yeah. call it 12. That's called 12. But yeah. that's 1% per a month. month. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So if they went from a 30 day hold time to a 60 day hold or to a six month hold time, that's an extra 5% they need to price in. So I exactly. understand that they need to buy it lower, but I'm not going to lose out on business because of your business model. I'll just flip it myself. No. And again, you're in a lucky position to be able to do that. But again, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of people that this is their, this is their first chance to be humble that I'm just trying to raise warning flags, hold times, please plan for, cause that's profit, right? If you hold it two extra months, that's, you know, that's, that's two months of payments. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I think is going to be very interesting. Uh, and again, maybe this is for agents and flippers is I actually think VA and FHA buyers are going to come back with full force. And as somebody who sold to those buyers before, let's just say their repair lists are a little annoying at closing. Mm-hmm. So I would budget that in, you know, whatever it is, four or five grand in possible repair items. Plus closing costs are coming back. Exactly. Plus pay. Right. So you got to price, get price in a 3% closing costs. I would actually get ahead of it. I would put it right in my listing. Yeah. Right. Because again, if you do the math, right, keep the price point, but offer the three, three percent closing cost. Dude, offer them, offer them to buy down their rate. Right. You got to stand out today if you have a listing, right? Um, yep. Those are the things you got to be creative for. Uh, I guess the last thing to talk about, I know where I stand. Now this will be interesting for you. Since we've survived the last crash and been humbled a couple of times, are you ecstatic and excited by what's coming? Because you've Unbridled been there? enthusiasm. Exactly. It's hard to tell. You look, you look kind of bored. <laughs> I know. I can't, I can't show my enthusiasm, but like, I mean, I was talking to my wife about this. Like, how exciting is it, right? Like, we got our asses whooped. Yes. In 2007. Yeah. yeah. But I got to work, right? I got to work with the wealthy people that come, came down from Utah, from Toronto, from Vancouver, from New York, um, not from China, because I, because I didn't speak Mandarin, I was basically treated like a second-class citizen. That was unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, you know, I got to see how, like, what real money looks like. Yeah. Uh, at some point, we started working with Blackstone, not directly, but indirectly, right? Like, I was... Mm-hmm. I was, you were uh, a funnel. I, yeah. All right. I sent all my deals to Blackstone, mm-hmm. right? Just like right now, people send deals to Amherst, which I think that's taken a pause. But back then, if I had a listing, my yeah. first call was to Blackstone, right? Exactly. So like, I got to cut my teeth in that market mm-hmm. and I am ecstatic about this opportunity. Yeah. There's, there's an event I'm speaking at on the 11th and 12th in SoCal, and they've asked me to do kind of a real estate state of the union. And basically my premise is the last two years has been about making income. The next two years is about building wealth. Mm-hmm. I'm ecstatic for what's coming. I have a yep. stack of cash that I've created on purpose. I told my channel about it nine months ago on purpose for what's coming creativity, uh, you know, seller financing pre for, I mean, all these things that we've been waiting for, what is investors? Yeah. I couldn't use, right. We, what is a real estate investor been begging for? At least me, a slower market. Mm-hmm. I want to find a motivated seller. Motivated yeah. sellers did not exist for two years. Well, they, they didn't, they didn't need us. No, they much. didn't. No. Put a sign in the yard and you got 35 offers. I mean, mm-hmm. it's crazy, but again, I provide value. You provide value and our value grows as time goes along because we still human, the human condition, people still remember their neighbor sold for whatever. They're still locked into that. You wait for the NAR report. You wait for, you know, August to go by. Like 
like Thanksgiving to Christmas, Thanksgiving to New Year's, it's going to be awesome, right? Who needs, yep. who needs to sell this year? Because I can close. We're going to find out who needs to do it. So I'm, I'm ecstatic. Yep. It's going to be fun. Steve, where can people find you? Uh, the best way to get a hold of me is on Instagram at steve.trang, S-T-E-V-E dot T-R-E-N-G, or go to my, go to my website, stevetrang.com. Awesome, buddy. Thank you very much.